I just want to ask you a question. Have you ever lost anything and thought it might be at the bottom of the garbage can? Raise your hand. Hold it up. Keep it up. All right. Look around. You're not alone. <laughs> I read a story this week about a man who, uh, him and his buddies, they loved ribs. Anybody love ribs? I know we got some rib mongers in the house. Loved ribs, so they went, they drove about almost an hour to a place, their favorite rib shack or whatever, and it was all you can eat night. All you can eat. And so they're up to their elbows and all the wonderful mess that eating ribs is. Bones were piling up. You know, barbecue sauce on their face, their hands, their elbows. I mean, they're, they're just a mess. Dirty napkins piling up by half-eaten bowls of baked beans and coleslaw. And when this crew had eaten all they could eat, they paid their tab and waddled out toward the car. And David, a guy named David Slagle, the, the, the leader of this group, the driver, started looking for his keys. They weren't in his pocket, so he rushed to the window of his vehicle to peer in and see if they were in the ignition, and they weren't. And you guessed it, it dawned on him. They've got to be at the bottom of the garbage in that restaurant. They had slid off his tray, evidently, into the garbage. Now, it, the story I read didn't tell me whether he ever got in the dumpster or not, but he had to wrestle through some garbage. And with the greasy film from a garbage can all over his arms, at the bottom he found his precious keys that operated his car, opened his house and his office. He had thrown them away along with all those used up ribs and corn cobs. It was a long walk home, so he was very relieved. And so the incarnation is about more. It's about more than just Jesus walking in our shoes. It's about him diving into the dumpster of a world, of a sin-soaked refuse and pursuing us in the middle of all the garbage that sin produces in our world. That's what it's about. And we've talked about all these other things that the incarnation means. But I'm telling you, maybe, how can you rate them as importance? But this one is very important. When Jesus took on flesh, He dove into our dumpster and wet, waddled and fought through all of the garbage that hell and sin can produce and found the keys to life, everlasting, abundant life that opens the doors of death and hell and sets us free into the light. Amen? Amen. I, I think we, as human beings, born in sin, yes, even your precious, even our precious little granddaughter was born in sin. And as beautiful and as sweet as she is, there'll come a day when she's going to be able to say mine. <laughs> right? 
It's hard for us to appreciate what Jesus went through to come into a sin-soaked, wickedness-filled world. But he did. And this is one of the reasons the angels were singing, because they understood Jesus is diving into the sin-filled dumpster of a world that is just racked with wickedness and evil and pain that comes with it. But he dove into the dumpster and rescued the keys out of the enemy's hand so that we can have life forever. And so I've just got some simple points, but a good bit of scripture because I know we got some kids with us and they, they, their, their clock don't run quite as long as ours. Number one, Jesus just dove into my dumpster. I want to read some scriptures to you that bears out what I'm saying. Romans chapter five, verse six. You see at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ dove into my dumpster. Christ died for us. Hebrews 2, 12, 2. For the joy set before Him, He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For the joy set before him, I'll put it this way, he went up to his elbows in greasy slime of human wickedness so that he could rescue us. So Jesus dove into our dumpster to bear our sin. To bear our sin. to bear the pain and judgment of our sin, to bear the shame and the horror of our sin. Anybody here ever felt shame? Raise your hand. I, I just happen to believe that on the cross when Jesus died, all the shame, all the guilt, all, all the ugliness, all the horror of every sin of every human being for all of human history was piled on Jesus in that moment. I don't believe the nails killed Jesus. I believe the weight of our sin is what killed Jesus. It's hard for us to appreciate the perfect Son of God taking on sin, having it all piled on him, all of the horror, all of the guilt, all of the shame that every one of you just said that you felt a measure of, he felt it all of every human being for all of history in a moment. Here's what the scripture says, 1 Peter 2.24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Look, I, I've, I've made taking great pains to make this clear every message this month. 
the mystery of the incarnation just, it should be mind blowing and I don't ever hope to explain it fully. But I've taken, this is the fourth sermon I've taken to try to explain why the incarnation not only is amazing, but it's mysterious and unexplainable in all of its depth. How can a sinless God become sin for us? I don't know, but here's what I do know. It had to be the most excruciating, incredibly painful, horrifying experience any human being could ever go through. But he did it for me. So I wouldn't have to do it. If we ever lose the wonder of what he paid to give me life, give you life, we've lost the joy of following Jesus. We dare not ever lose it. Jesus dove into our dumpster not only to bear our sin, but to find the keys. Or I should say to take the keys. Keys to what? To release the captives from the curse. You do realize that when Adam and Eve sinned, the whole creation came under a curse. You do realize this. It wasn't just us as human beings. The very elements of the universe came under a curse when Adam and Eve turned away from God and said, thank you, I'll do it my way on my own. That's basically what Adam and Eve said to God in the garden. The world came under a curse. Every human being born of Eve came under a curse, except the one, and his name was Jesus, and he was born without sin because his father was God. Here's what Colossians 1.13 says. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Then Revelation 1.18, I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I'm alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and Hades. The great preacher, British preacher C.H. Spurgeon said this, What riches of grace does free forgiveness exhibit? to forgive at all, to forgive fully, to forgive freely, to forgive ever. Here is a constellation of wonders. And when I think of how great my sins were, how dear were the precious drops which cleanse me from them, I am in a maze of wondering, worshiping affection. I bow before the throne which absolves me. I clasp the cross which delivers me. I serve henceforth the incarnate God through whom I am this day a pardoned soul. Whew, man was a preaching machine. I want the worship team to join me back on the platform. There's a, I asked them to sing this song this morning. It's not a Christmas song, but it is so appropriate for communion. And there's phrases in this song that have gripped my heart ever since I first heard it. And it's these, the proof is in his wounds. The God who bleeds, the God who weeps. He's the God who dives into our dumpster and into our lives and grasps the keys out of hell and into abundant life. I want our men, if 
if you'll go ahead and come forward and serve everyone communion today. I want to read a passage that as they begin to serve, and by the way, if you're here and you're not a member of this church, you're welcome to partake of communion. We don't serve closed communion. If you're a born-again believer in Christ, you're welcome to take it, and if you're not, you can be today. Prophet Isaiah looked forward 600 years and saw the son of suffering. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there's no beauty we should desire him. He's despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. And I would say covered with the slime of our dumpster of a life. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He, was, he has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great. He shall divide the spoil with the strong because he poured out his soul unto death and he was numbered with transgressors and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Wow. Let's sing the song together. He knows what living is. He 
he's acquainted without grief a man of sorrows son of suffering been born a human he never could have bled for us amen if he had never been born sinless he couldn't have died for my sins if he had not lived sinless he could not have died for your sins 
but because he was born a human, because he was born sinless, because he lived sinlessly. He's the perfect sacrifice. Paul said these words to the Corinthian church, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and we had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Would you break the bread? Father, help us to discern your body aright. Help us to discern this Christmas season, what it meant for you to ever have a body and then for you to sacrifice that body for our sins. Help us in Jesus' name. Would you take the bread? same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me he took my sin he gave me his righteousness bought with his blood he jumped into the dumpster the garbage can of our world and of my life and he snatched the keys and set me free. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just tell him thank you? Father, the life is in the blood. And when you gave your life and spilt your blood on the cross, Lord, you gave your life for ours. You died so that we might live with you forever. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take the cup together. I have a few more thoughts I want to share with you. My last point in my sermon actually, but I want them to sing that chorus again. Let's sing it together. Blood and tears, how can it be? There's a God who weeps, there's a God who bleeds. Oh, praise the one who would reach for me. Hallelujah to the Son of suffering. Son of suffering, all praise. 
Because of what Christ did, we have access to all that God is, all His power, His grace, His love, His goodness, His healing. You know, Paul indicates, if you read a little further, he indicates that, that perhaps a lot of people have died from illness because they didn't discern what Christ had bought for them. He says, some of you are asleep. Some of you are sick, some of you are asleep because you hadn't discerned the Lord's body. What's he really saying? I don't know, but I think he's at least saying this. If we really grasp what he bought for us on the cross and what he sealed by rising from the dead and ascending to the right hand of the Father, if we really grasp it, it should build amazing faith in our hearts to take hold of his promises that are yea and amen to them that believe many of you, you just need God to do something in your life today. Raise your hand. Just need your family, your situation. Raise your hand. I do. Lord, right now, we just pray for the illumination of your Holy Spirit to show us the possibilities bought by the blood of the Son of God on that cross. Lord, may our faith rise up today to take hold not only of who you are, but what you have done, what you have promised, what you bought at such a great price. God, may we dare believe deep within our being that that was for us. That was for me. That was for my circumstance. That was for my sickness. That was for my conflict. That was for my heartache. That was for my disappointment. That was for my failure. Help us dare take hold of that by faith today. Hallelujah. There's one more phrase there I want to read from 1 Corinthians 11 and it says this, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death Till he comes. My question is, what's coming? Yeah, Jesus is coming, but something else is coming. The reverse of the curse is coming. You hear me? The reverse of the curse is coming. He dove into our dumpster to reverse the curse. With his death, resurrection, ascension, and soon return, he is undoing what made a dumpster, not just out of our lives, but out of this world. He is undoing it. There's the favorite Christmas song, Joy to the World, the Lord is Come. Let earth receive her king. Here's one of the lines in that song. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make His blessings flow, far as the curse is found. Galatians 3.13 says this, But Christ has rescued us from the curse, say it, from the curse pronounced by the law. 
When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. And then Revelation 22, I just want you to see what the end result is, where we're headed, where this is going, what our lives are gonna culminate in because of what Christ has done and is yet to do. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit yielding its fruit every month and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. I want you to stand with me if you would. bow your heads just for a moment if there's anyone in the house today that you've not asked Christ to be your king, your lord, your savior, you've not confessed your sin and asked him to come dwell inside you today can be your day where he begins to reverse the curse where he takes the penalty for your sin where you find life and life more abundant. Not perfect, not trouble free, but life always with the king of the universe as your companion, large and in charge. You've not done that. You've really never surrendered to Christ. Never really confessed your sin and asked him to come and dwell in you. You've not done that, but you want to. Is there anybody in the house? Raise your hand. Anybody? Anybody? I'm looking. Anybody? You've not ever done that. I'm looking. Okay. Hallelujah. Father, I just bless this house of people today. I bless them and their families. Lord, I bless them, Lord, with the revelation of your spirit concerning who you are and what you have done by diving into our dumpster. Oh God, thank you. Thank you, thank you. May we all walk in the wonder of Emmanuel, not just today and tomorrow, but all through this coming year. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. God bless you. I hope to see you here next Sunday morning. Love one another.